best. Second best. I'm the best. <laughs> Good. <laughs> That's healthy. <laughs> that we recorded in my spare bedroom room room smells like cookies and it's yes yes it does yes it does my friend and this is the off five podcast about that show the office the american version yeah, not the British one or the Pakistani one. Yes, or, or the Libyan. Or the Australian one. Although, if, if New Zealand did one, I bet it'd be really funny. I would watch it. And in fact, I think if they were going to redo The Office, the boss should be Reese Darby, the the manager from Flight of the Concords. Yeah, I would be down for that. I've never seen that. Yeah. Anyway, I would want Ricky Gervais. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he really gets the office. (laughs) (laughs) He's just the father of the office. Yeah. You don't want to have your dad on the episode, right? Mm -mm. I mean, we haven't so far had it. Boring. My name's Nathan. I'm Addie. You know me. You know us. And this is an episode called Office Olympics, in which the office has Olympics. And Michael is in his own plot line, and he's buying a condo. Yeah, it's he's kind of diversifying. A, he's diversifying the episode. Yeah, he really is. It's good. So, should I read the description? Yeah. From Wikipedia? The trusted source. In the episode, Michael Scott and Dwight Schrute leave the office to buy a condo. Meanwhile, Jim Halpert, along with Pam Beasley, organizes office games and gets his co-workers to play with them. That's it? Oh. Yeah, but then later on... And in a different section, it said, At the condominium signing, Michael discusses the deal with his realtor, Carol Stills. Dwight finds a variety of things wrong with the condominium. And at the very end of the deal, Michael gets cold feet, but relents when he learns that backing out of the deal will cost him a substantial amount of money. $7,000. That's more than he makes in a year. Yeah. I hope not. Did you know that Carol is his real wife? Yep. I thought it was Holly. Michael's real wife is Holly, but Carol is is um, Steve Carell's real wife. Yeah, they both co-produced Angie Tribeca, which well, is a great show. And they've been married for a while. Yeah. Fame couldn't drive them apart. I know. A lot of couples in Hollywood. I mean, because Steve Carell is considered like a silver fox these days, you know? Really? Mm-hmm. And Carol's still with him. Even though, even though he's a fox now? Yeah. <laughs> When, I remember when I married you, you were but a man. <laughs> uh, what did I say? Oh, when D- Michael and Dwight return, the coffee cup race quickly dissolves. Okay. And the office returns to normal. Okay. Michael isolates himself <laughs> in the office, still upset over the cl- closure of his condo. It would be like, the coffee cup race quickly spills all over the floor. Or the coffee... Oh, the coffee cup race quickly cools. Yeah. Right? They should have written that. Because coffee cups don't dissolve. <laughs> well, and like, it's interesting that they put that as like a main plot point when, I don't know, it's just 
This this description is terrible because the little details it pulls out. I mean, when yeah, Ryan but Howard... we know that the Wikipedia um, description is not always the best. That's why we have our podcast. That's right. We're fixing Wikipedia. Yeah. Check out this sentence. When Ryan... <laughs> See, this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Ryan Howard attempts to throw away his gold medal, Jim and Pam organize the closing ceremonies believing them important to the office staff yeah so weird michael feels touched by this and thanks everyone for the honor the end it didn't say the end but so as we always do what did you think of that description of the office horrible yeah horrible c minus yeah i would just say that uh the office participates in a really nice day where everybody gets to talk about what games they play in the office and they play together because Michael's gone. He's buying condominium mm-hmm. with Dwight, who's kind of weird. About He's putting it. on his condo. Yeah, exactly. He's diversifying, like we said, but yeah. I don't know. It's a weird description. Anyway, let's go into our description, which is the stuff we like, the finer things club. Can we do Great Scott first? Sure. Great Scott. Great Scott. This episode was written by Michael Shore and directed sure. by Paul Feig. Paul Feig. <laughs> so, Paul, you know Paul Feig? I don't know him. He created Freaks and Geeks. Oh, I love that show. And he directed Bridesmaids. Oh, yeah, I know that one too. And he also directed and wrote Ghostbusters Reboot. Which I heard wasn't very good. Womp womp, yeah. But he'll appear in the office later as that man the talent show uh never mind so paul feig will eventually be in this show okay, michael sure has written before he went on to do parks and rec but he's also in this episode he wrote this episode but he's also in it do you is know who he, he is bill nope is he uh i don't know he's mose he's mose oh yeah i know he's and, just on a photo and this is like the first time that we see Moe's, right? Or is it not? Yeah. First Moe's. First Beat Farm first reference. First Shroot. Yeah. Yes. This is a great era to enter, is the Beat Farm era. Yep. And as you mentioned... It's always Beats, sir. Carol Stills is played by Nancy Carell. Mm-hmm. Oh, her name is Nancy? Yeah. And her last name is Carell. Just like Steve. <laughs> yeah. That's why they got married. Oh, because they didn't have to change their name after. Yeah. They don't even really like each other. You know, I think if you want to have a successful Hollywood marriage, you got to marry someone that's not also in a lot of stuff, movies and Because of the competition. Well, and also because like doubles the time that you're away. Away, yeah. yeah. So you got to get someone that's a little more low key. I know. But I like if, how you've, you've thought about this. If I was a movie star, I would have to marry somebody who's not because I wouldn't want them to be jealous of my success. Well, I think that I would marry someone that's not a movie star, but on set... <laughs> uh there'd be like a romance between uh me and scarlett johansson yeah <laughs> i knew it because she uh insisted <laughs> i said i said no scarlett and she was like but this is a biopic of your life and this is most like what is going on and i'm starring life. in it which is appropriate <laughs> where can we find someone that looks like a 10 year old version of me i know me with CGI. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. <laughs> no, it seems like the good 
marriages are like Steve and Nancy Carell or like Adam Scott and his wife. They're like producing partners. Mm-hmm. And Steve Carell and his wife mm-hmm. are producing partners. But then... John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, though, they just starred in A Quiet Place. Yeah. Um, have you seen it? No. How quiet <laughs> what, is it? What was that? <laughs> Did my voice crack? Yes. No. <laughs> I know it is really scary. I was scary. scared of the, the horror I know. Movie. You sound scared. <laughs> but yeah, they started it together, and I, I feel like their marriage is strong. I heard, I, that they, I heard that they hooked up on set. Really? No. Oh, <laughs> They're married, right? Yeah, they're married, but like they still could hook up. But yeah, intense but they movie. Because they're really professional. I know. See, that's what I'm saying is like they seem really professional. They both seem like they're very, you know, successful. Is this a thing that happens in a quiet place? Someone that they're like hanging out with someone and then at some point that person talks and they're like, I didn't know you were French <laughs> because we've never spoken. Until now. I can't. Oh, spoiler, here, they, here comes spoiler. the here comes uh future jaws. It's like Dun-na. it's like the thing from Stranger Things. Have you ever seen it? Mm-mm. Stranger Things? Okay. I've seen like more. a few episodes. It's also it's like Tremors. Tangential. When you see it, we'll do a bonus episode about Quiet Place. Cool. Because we just did a bonus episode about Phantom Thread. We have to do like something. I don't know if we should ever do another bonus episode again. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to listen don't listen okay yeah because i notice every time we do a bonus episode our subscribers fall because <laughs> they're like oh extra value and then they unsubscribe they're like, wow that was not extra value that was a waste of my time <laughs> so uh office olympics was inspired by king of the hill office olympics which were created and ran by members of the television show king of the hill after the episode aired, other office Olympics were organized in actual offices across the country. The episode marks the first appearance of Mose, Dwight's Amish cousin, played by writer Mike Schur. Mose was based on an actual person an Amish with the person? same name. Really? On the UPN reality show Amish in the City. Oh my god. I've never heard of that. Neither have I. And this reminds me of the Dundies, which were also based on the King of the Hill thing. Yeah, I've never watched King of the Hill. I think like adult cartoons really creep me out, so I just don't watch it. Oh, well, it's not like a raunchy cartoon. It's just like an adult drama. <laughs> I could never watch it. Oh. I can't even watch Bob's Burgers. I used to like Bob's Burgers. I really like the one before that, the home movies. Hmm. Home movies years ago. I like King of the Hill. The thing that King of the Hill has in common with The Office is great characters. It's like a... Because cause Greg Daniels was part of that, but also Mike Judge. Mike Judge is really known for his characters, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I have nothing to contribute to King of the Hill. No, that's okay. Okay, now let's do the Finders Thing Club. What's your first thing? The thing that's fine. Can you find the thing to talk about? Oh, I loved when they're about to get to the um, condo and Michael says, can you imagine my kids swinging from this tree? And then he's like, oh, wait. This isn't it. And they turn around. It's this one. <laughs> he says, my grandkids learning to walk out here. Yeah. <laughs> I love like, when Michael talks about his grandkids. I know. And, he doesn't, and then Dwight is always like, you don't even have a girlfriend. Yeah. And it's like so sentimental. He's really, he's really like thinking about the future, but <laughs> obviously not too hard about it just because he doesn't even know which condo is his. Oh, I love 
Dwight's sunglasses and um, Michael's convertible. Mm-hmm. I just like this seeing the, them interact. This is the, the Sebring. Is that the Sebring convert- convertible? I think so. Yeah, it's a good look. He says, Michael, I don't understand what you spend your money on because you put on sunglasses. And then he's about to spend so much money on this condo that he doesn't know which one is his. Yeah. Kind of ironic. But like, I mean, sunglasses. Yeah. (laughs) They're probably like $7 at the convenience store. You got to wear sunglasses. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) It's not like a crazy thing to buy. Just because he said Terminator when we put them on, they look nothing. There's like a, the ones used in the Terminator. There's by the a way. ton of really good Michael quotes in this office. I yeah. mean, in this episode of The Office. One I of really my... like Flonkerton, too. Oh, Flonkerton from Icelandia. Mm-hmm. Icelandia. Mm-hmm. I love the. Yeah, yeah. It's three bedroom, gay friendly. <laughs> <laughs> I like how they list off Michael's magazine subscriptions again, but this time they add a few. But I'm glad they remembered American Way needed to be in there. Mm-hmm. And art what was it? Artists Small Mon- Businessman. Oh yeah. Fine Arts Aficionado Monthly. <laughs> <laughs> Maxim. Yes, I changed your Maxim subscription. And cracked. Cracked. What is cracked? You don't know cracked? No. Was it about crack? <laughs> no. It's basically a mad magazine ripoff. Oh. You want to know about cracked magazine? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know anything about that. Oh, yes, I do. Cracked is a magazine from, uh, like, the 50s. Oh, really? Like a J.C. Penny? Well, it was around. It was a ripoff of Mad Magazine. Maybe okay. it was the 60s. But it's a pretty old magazine. But it got its frequency of publication reduced in 1990s. And it was really erratic in the 2000s, according to Wikipedia. In 2006, the magazine was revived with a new editorial format that represented a significant departure from its prior mad style. So this is only a year after this episode. Oh, interesting. And the new format was more akin to lad magazines like Maximum FHM. Hmm. What does FHM stand for? Future Homemakers of America. For his man. (laughs) For him, man. (laughs) The men's magazine. Is that what it is? I don't know. The new formula, however, was unsuccessful and Cracked again canceled its print magazine in 2007. So then Cracked got purchased and became a website and podcast. Ugh, podcast. But a year after he would have been subscribed to it is when it evolved. So like when he subscribed to it or like says that he has a subscription. Right. Is that it's like, like it's really erratic and like not really a thing. Yeah, and it's like movie parodies and like terrible childish jokes. So he's just burying all of his he's just trying to say like basically like change my maximum subscription. I don't really have an arts aficionado. I don't really have cracked. No, he does have cracked. You do think so? Because he says I don't just subscribe to cracked. I think he doesn't have arts, but he probably subscribes to Maxim. Just like a I don't know. Like, is that something? Is like that is that magazine. something that a receptionist should be doing? Um. Well, he does need a place to live if he's going to work. Therefore, it's yeah. business. Yeah. Right. The boss needs somewhere to live. Right. It's strictly personal, but the boss needs somewhere to live, so it's strictly business. He needs to have a living situation. situation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Anyway, I'm really glad we went into Cracked Magazine. That was rewarding. <laughs> I might look into that just for some extra reading material. 
another thing I really like is when Michael refers to the bedroom ceilings as cathedral ceilings, <laughs> 17 feet high. <laughs> They're like 10, I think 9 maybe. Michael would be a really good real estate agent because he's like, he's like unapologetically self, uh, like, he he wants to get himself out there and like he'll say anything to just get you on board. Yeah. I feel like he'd be a great real estate. I would be like, yes, I will rent this property from you. I will buy it. You have to spend a lot of time with your real estate agent though. Yeah, that's true. You might be a little turned off by Michael's. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I I also really like when Dwight is going, Oh, these babies are thin. <laughs> <laughs> um and then later on when he says Michael's essentially buying his coffin. And during and you that, want thicker walls so you can't hear the the dead people. And while he's saying that, you still hear the cello player <laughs> from earlier. <laughs> and then the deleted scene where he's like Yo yo ma. Yeah, fill this room with foam so you don't hear yo yo ma. By the way, the deleted scenes were so good. That's true. Do you think it would have been better? Because most of the deleted scenes are from the condo. Subplot. yeah no. i think they should they should have added a little bit more of the condo just because um i love dwight and michael and this is really the first time we see dwight and michael together yeah i mean we see them in the in the dundies episode kind of like you know interacting yeah. one-on-one but they're still in front of the whole office this is the first time we see them like outside of the office interacting they're totally having fun yeah and I mean, they're just like, they're not even worried about those poor staffs back at the office. Yeah. When they're having so much fun too. And it's Eating so cool to see Eating a burrito and a burrito. A, no, a sandwich wrap and a burrito, maybe. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, it's great. I love how you subtract two people and you have a totally different dynamic mm. and you have a different dynamic outside of the office. It's really cool. Addition by subtraction. Exactly. That never works. But uh, when Dwight is like inspecting the condo, it reminds me of that episode way later on mm-hmm. when uh, at David Wallace's house. Yep. And he's going through the whole thing. So I'm glad they took that out for now. Well, that I was going to say that actually that episode, it's kind of a contradiction because in this one, Dwight's like excited to see Carpenter ants. It, oh look, Carpenter! But in that one, he's like looking for termite damage, and he seems like a lot like he knows more about stuff like that. Yeah, I think like um, he'd be more serious about it. In this one, he's really like jovial, even though he's finding yeah. all these things. He's like really gung ho about the fact that like Michael's getting a bad deal. <laughs> yeah, and I looked it up, and Carpenter ants are actually not that good at fixing houses <laughs> or building them, which is surprising because like I heard that ants, if they were humans, could lift a school bus. Yeah, I can. Yeah. And, I can lift an ant. And are you good at construction? I can lift an ant and an ant can lift a school bus. So I can lift a school so bus. A thousand, <laughs> a thousand men. Think of it. A thousand <laughs> school buses. Yeah, I can lift so many ants. <laughs> ants are just little tiny warriors. But one time one bit me and my whole wrist swelled up. Because I think I'm a little bit allergic. Your wrist. Damn it. It hurt to drive. <laughs> just get an ant to do it for you (laughs) i just called my aunt (laughs) what did you have for we gotta make sure youtube comes down to film this which is our documentary section oh i have nothing do you have anything uh there's a couple moments i think um 
zooming in on Michael's eyes a couple times. That was really funny. Okay. Um, I like the the interviews kind of at the side of the condo with both Dwight and Michael. It's like the documentary crew kind of like um, invited each one over to do a separate interview at, at almost the same time, but like right when they were talking about Dwight subletting. Oh, yeah. By the way, would you live with Michael for 500 a month plus utilities? No. Would you live with Dwight? No. They I mean, they couldn't actually, live together. The terrarium sounds pretty cool, yeah. I will say. What the but, hell's a terrarium? <laughs> yeah, and that was the other thing is um for the documentary section I had Dwight rolling his eyes and then kind of zooming in on on them um because Michael didn't know the difference between a terrarium and an aquarium. <laughs> Idiot. So yeah, there's a couple moments, you know, and and like two plots. It's kind of hard as a documentary crew to like keep those straight, but I thought switching back and forth was pretty good. Well, I don't notice it so much with the people that are there, but during that deleted scene, it's it's like weird to have, you know, when you're just buying a condo or going over to see a neighbor to also have a camera crew there. Yeah, like, no wonder why like, the oh, neighbor. Oh, there's the neighbor. I guess I'll just ignore the camera. Yeah, exactly. No wonder why the neighbor was just like okay bye <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we got a section that i want to do called question questions which bear is best i think i think that this is the first episode where dwight says that he says it a lot is this the first one yeah i would wager yes oh cool so question. yeah usually when i think about it is the question yeah when dwight uh, when jim's doing it question can i bring my terrarium Oh yeah, he said he does a lot of questions when he's considering moving in with Michael. What a horrifying prospect! But I, I feel like fake question or like fake considering. Mm. I don't think he really wants to live because like afterwards he's like, "Thank God." Well, that was one of my questions. So obviously he was really happy not to. Yeah, but do you think he was trying to get out of it? Is he like definitely? Is he that smart? Mm-hmm. Oh. Definitely. Okay. I think he knew immediately that him, like, he didn't want to live in that condo. He has a great setup at his beet farm. Nine bedrooms. Yeah. Uh, one bathroom they have to share, but I mean, you know. It's under the porch. Although later on, they have an outhouse. Yeah. So, I mean, things are looking up. And, you know, he sells his beets to local restaurants. And, you know, even though Michael says that uh, beets are. No one likes beets. Everybody loves beets. I don't like beets. You don't? No one actually does. <laughs> I love beets. No, I know a lot of people do, but I don't I don't care about beets. Maybe you haven't had a shrimp farm beet. That's true, I haven't. And they look really big from that photo. Yeah. So here's another question I have. I have okay. a lot of them. Okay. Are you ready? You just well, you just want to burn through them real quick. Mm-hmm. Why did Pam have so many yogurt lids? So oh, many yogurt that's true. lids. She loves mixed berry yogurt. But she saved the lids already. Yeah, that is kind of weird. I never thought about that. There's so many because like a lot of people win multiple there's lids, like and there's still three more at 15. the end. Yeah, there's like at least fifteen yogurt lids. That is kind of disturbing. Like, what was she saving them for? Maybe she went out and bought fifteen yogurts and just opened them and threw them all away. That's uh, like I feel like that defeats the spirit of like making it out of found <laughs> items. You have to go yeah. and pay $1.08 plus tax. Also, here's a question. Do you think that it's fair to have gold and bronze on the same yogurt lid? Yeah. 
Was that one of your questions too? Well, I was going to say, what's on the other side of the silver one? Yeah. Is it, it silver, silver, gold, blue? Stupid. And also, like, they work at a paper company. Why not use just just use paper? Yeah, they could use a canary yellow. Yeah, A nice exactly. card stock with exactly. a periwinkle blue. Exactly. Or just wrote, like, silver on it. Yeah. Um, I think it's because they want to keep that, that Pam yogurt uh, plot going. <laughs> The real romance in offices between Pam and her various yogurts. Obviously, she hasn't tried Noosa. I would wager not. Yeah, because over she... there in Scranton, Noosa yeah. is right here, in practically Foco. in Fort Collins. Yeah, right in a little town called so Bellevue. Good. You can so go there, good. see the happiest cow. He's on Valium. There's only one. <laughs> yeah. that makes all of Noosa. He's as big as a mountain. <laughs> He's a giant blue bull that and comes over on weekends <laughs> give it some some uh loving yeah some rocky mountain that's lovin'. like every other yogurt is actually just that bull <laughs> gross Ew. um so question this is more like a contradiction but when they're showing the scoreboard for hate ball mm-hmm. and then they say we play it when we're bored and then they're looking at the sheet and jim goes this goes back two years and he goes we're bored a lot wouldn't that indicate that they aren't bored a lot if two years worth of scores fit on one piece of paper? Yeah, but it was like a whole like desk calendar, you know? It was yeah. Really... And they probably... But if they said like this was only this year, that would mean they were bored a lot more than it being two years worth. Yeah, I guess that's because Because he says this goes back two years, you know, like, like he's yeah. surprised. Yeah. Not like... Oh, this only goes back two years. I thought I yeah, thought for sure this would a be lot. a decade worth of hate ball. Yeah, that's true. They probably only need tally marks, though. I'm sorry. I'm just going to dispute this. Okay. The whole theory. You're just going <laughs> to dispute everything okay. I say. I guess. Oh my God. <laughs> do you have an Do you have an argument? No, no, no. I don't have really a good argument. So, next question, please. Okay. When they do the elevator, of who's getting off the elevator? It's yeah. Advanced refrigeration. Mm-hmm. A like. What are the other businesses in there? But also be like, who who else bet? There aren't that many businesses. There's like 15 people standing around. Uh, How come Ryan was able to win by himself? So who, yeah, what are the other businesses there? Maybe there's only like two competitors because like, you know, like Flonkerton, there were only two competitors. Yeah, possibly. Is it, maybe it's cool guy Paul. Yeah. And how do they know he was from Vance? Did they ask him? They really know him. I wonder if they have the Vance refrigeration and Phyllis romance set up already. I don't know. In the back of their mind. Maybe. Deep deep back there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not too much longer, is it? Mm -mm. So when they do the bet for the elevator, that's one of the office Olympics. Mm -hmm. But it actually reminds me more of another episode. Do you remember that one? Mm -mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. It was the um, weight loss because uh, they're betting about everything yeah okay jim With is karen. like karen's there uh yeah no, jim is saying like no weight oh, loss March is madness when... is over so like i want to bet on everything and it's like they're oh that's they're the episode on... but it's not weight loss because weight loss pams at art school they're betting on like the apple versus the potato yeah, that yeah. Creed, creed eats yeah or onion yeah something like that yeah they're, they're doing all the different bets isn't it seem more like that yeah than like a it's not really athletic to do the, yeah, who's getting off the elevator. Really Olympics event. Yeah. I don't think there should be Olympic getting who's getting off the elevator yeah. in real life. But Ryan had to win something. I mean, yeah. Did he? 
No, not really. Because Ryan has a bad attitude. Yeah, he really does. He didn't want to come in to give the breakfast sandwich to the boss. Like, come on. <laughs> oh, I forgot. That was one of my favorite things. His, that like, actually was one of my favorite. Like, yeah. Like, I'm just going to nap in my car. Talking. Yeah. <laughs> Until work starts. I'm just going to take oh, a nap like, in my car. Oh, you take your pants off. Do whatever you want. It's like, oh. Michael and his sexual harassment of Ryan. Yeah. Still going. Yep. But I do love a good sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit from McDonald's. Do you? Yes. I mean, I don't Too like much. their eggs, and I don't like their biscuits. Do you even like McDonald's? Why don't you like their biscuits? I get the sausage cheese McMuffin, because it's on a little, like, muffin? It's healthier. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that he takes um, the I'll biscuit take the off is disgusting. Thank I you. Like the biscuits at McDonald's are so dense that, like, They're I'll eat, like, so half of good. one, and I'm like... I'm like, oh, I think I'm full. And then later on, I'm like, I think I was just sick. <laughs> and then I like eat a little bit more. And I'm like, I'm hungry again because I didn't eat very much. Oh, I'm sick again. You should redo Super Size Me, the, sh- the movie, the documentary. Just, yeah, just do that. Super Size Me again. too. <laughs> Super Size Me also. <laughs> TMO. <laughs> um, okay. So one thing that bugs me, oh, I guess it's not really a question, but... Did Jim really think that the timer was still going when the competitors went and sat back down? He just really was like, yeah, he was so desperate. He was like, please keep going. Like they walk in and and then everyone goes and sit back down. He's like, all right, timer's still going. Come on, guys. And it's no. He just really is. It'd be like if you're like doing a like a marathon and then like some of the people like get really tired and then just drive home and you're like, so are we still racing or? I could call him up on the phone. Oh, okay. Well, so you're coming back to to do the rest of the run? And no, it's over. It's over, Jim. Get over it, Jim. Get over it. I was wondering why the office has the national anthem on CD already. And like a really fast version. Did you notice that? It was like it's like Pam like found the national anthem and then like sped it up mm-hmm. two times. Yeah, because the. They can't like play the whole song. And they never had the Olympics theme song. I don't even know. Well, Jim <gasps> sang it. Did you know where that came from? The Olympics theme song? Yeah, it was. Uh, I looked it up during the Olympics and now I can't remember where it came from. But it was like, oh, it was like a war song that they had like in the in one of the British, like a revolutionary. Damn, I the one that's like. Dun, 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 dun. I think it was like Napoleon or something. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. But Jim sings it. That's that's good enough. Candy here. But how? (laughs) Yeah, what is that song about? It's like, I guess, believable that they would have the national anthem on CD, but no one would buy it if they're like, hey, pull out that CD with the Olympics on it. Yeah, exactly. Well, they might have got a thrift store earlier in the day. I would, I would love that. Last question. How come Michael, Dwight, and Jim get medals? The three people that did not participate in any Olympic sports. Yeah, that's true. Okay, Michael bought a condo. But, you know, Dwight shouldn't have got one. But even if he should have, Jim shouldn't have got one. He gave himself a pat on the back for having, like, organized the office Olympics. Who Fair enough. That? Fair enough. You just got to be selfless. Let, I know. Let, maybe, but... I don't know. Let he the gave person bronze. What no. was he going to give it to Ryan for guessing the elevator? No, give it to someone who won more than one medal. 
Did anyone? Phyllis for Flonkerton. Yeah, and then she was a hoe as well. <laughs> she won by only a nose. <laughs> in Flonkerton. Thank you, Delicate, from Iceland. They should have given it to Angela, who didn't um, participate in any games. Cause she won at Pampong. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that whole thing. She should Pampong against Kevin, putting M&Ms in his mouth. Yeah. And we'll see how who would wins. You, how would you ever compare I'm sure there's that? a conversion table in the back yeah. of this episode. <laughs> so this episode is the first one that had a cold open. It is? First one. And it was a great cold open. Yeah, the... Aforementioned Sausage, Mac- egg and cheese They don't say biscuits. McDonald's, but you know it's McDonald's. Yeah, you do. It, it looks just like a McDonald's. Don't you think it's disgusting when he takes the biscuit off and just holding... Healthier. It's healthier, Nathan. <sighs> Atkins was all the rage. <laughs> Atkins. Do you know um, Dr. Atkins died from lack of carbs? Yeah, I would do. Okay, I'm a carboholic. <laughs> yeah. I, need, I actually have to go right now to get a sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, so... We'll continue this episode later. Just give me biscuits. Healthier. <laughs> just biscuits. I'll just get you just McMuffins. Could I have just a McMuffin on the side? Yeah. <laughs> Can I get a dozen McMuffins in a bag? Like, <laughs> You know, one time I asked for a, um, a fry from the dollar menu and they were like, <laughs> we haven't done fries on the dollar menu for about four years. <laughs> <laughs> okay can you just give me like a like a fries fry size that's like like comparable to a dollar like yeah I, if, if it's two dollars it's fine is a dollar like, 60 I, close to a dollar yeah is it is and it then Abby? like i drove up to the the first window and he said it again to me he's like yeah we haven't had that on a dollar menu for a really long time. <laughs> it's like, oh, you don't memorize the McDonald's menu. Yeah, I was like, pretty okay. lame. Yeah, I was like, sorry, I've been keeping track of the changes. <laughs> no, but can I supersize it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, we haven't supersized in well over a decade. I don't know if you saw supersize me you also, saw but Morgan Spurlock do that that documentary, but. Yeah. Did you see Super Size Me also, where Nathan ate a lot of McMuffins or something? <laughs> McMuffins. Who's Nathan? <laughs> and then the last thing is, that this isn't the same house that they go to for dinner party. Mm. I was wondering that, actually. It, yeah. But you know what? He, I mean, it's not the same. But if it were, that's probably why he didn't put the flat screen on that with shared wall. Yeah. And I mean... And like Dwight all just assumes that like the neighbor's gonna throw his wife into the wall. Oh my god, that is so messed up. But did you know that six out of ten houses in America experience domestic abuse? It's not funny. (laughs) I'm serious. I know you're the one who didn't laugh. I know because it wasn't funny. Oh no, that's why you don't get a warranty. That's why you don't. Domestic why you shouldn't hang stuff on your walls just in case you accidentally. Posters are fine. Yeah, yeah. Frame them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do those characters. Let's just do them real quick. Okay. You, what's your first one? Carol. What about her? First time we see her. Future girlfriend. Spoiler alert. And then next, I have Pam. Pam. She loves yogurt. Too um, much, maybe. Yeah. She makes. A dove uh, paper, like, what do you call that? Paper folding thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she puts the voicemail on automatic. 
And then later she has 59 voicemails, but she doesn't care. She'll do whatever Jim says. Yeah. It's a paper um, company. Who cares? It's not real yeah, life. Exactly. She thinks it's cool that Jim is excited about something, but wishes that he'd be excited about other things like, I don't know, his job. Well, does she wish he would be excited about his job or does she just think it's sad that his job sucks? Yeah. She just thinks it's sad. I think. Yeah. It is kind of sad. What do you think about Pam and Jim in this episode? They're vibing. There's a lot of times, like, when Jim is doing the opening ceremony speech, where he's just, like, staring at her a lot. He's looking away often enough, I guess. But he's, like, uh, yeah, it's mostly them. Yeah. Every I once mean, in a while, he looks at someone it is their project, else. because it's up to Pam to revive him when he um, dies of boredom. Mm-hmm. And so they come up with this whole, like, elaborate reason to not be bored. And Jim always finds a way when they're, like, messing around during the day to, like, have a productive day somehow. Right. He closed two sales at lunch. He finished the expense reports. And, you know, um, it was a team-building activity. So It really was. So, yeah, they had to put that in to show that Jim doesn't just not work. Mm-hmm. Even though he probably did keep everyone else from working. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's their choice. Mm-hmm. They wanted to have fun. And also, Michael's not there. Who cares? And there's a couple of people who didn't participate. Stanley and Angela. They don't want to participate because Stanley has to work. His his favorite game at the office is working so that his kids can have a college education. Which was pretty, pretty hard hitting. One of them's going to Catholic girls school. Yes. She's centerfold she turns them on (laughs) (laughs) this is favorite part of my day i don't know about you makes sense but yeah and then angela realizes how jim and pam talk so much she like zooms through everybody to get to the refrigerator and she's wearing a weird headband that was really popular i think in the early 2000s yeah huh I also noticed how Kelly was wearing a weird outfit. I think she, like, later on is a lot more stylish, but right. she's wearing, like, a really dumb blouse. Kelly's a little too supportive in this one. She's really, like, yeah, like she's grinning like an sassy. idiot during yeah. Jim's speech. And then later on, she, like, touches Dwight's arm. As he's about to go up to receive the bronze medal. I noticed Yeah, like, that she's too. just, like, super she's excited like, about yeah, everyone. Like, and, like, Kelly. Yeah, and, like, girl. her and Dwight have had a few run-ins already. Yeah. That so, was kind of weird. Um, I think that's a good point. I I don't uh you, with one thing I think is that you see Oscar during that opening monologue kind of like doing his like all right like I'll I'll do this. I'm not like this is I'm not like super impressed by the this Olympics or by Jim because Oscar's probably smarter than Jim. Yeah, and, and but he'll participate because he's like, you know, Michael's gone. Like, what else mm-hmm. am I going to do? Like, yeah. he's not like so stuck up like uh, Stanley or Angela, but he's kind of like, well, this is like, I'll participate ironically. Yeah, right. Like, I'm not going to put M and M's in my mouth, but maybe I'll bet on the elevator. Or he's something. got that face that's like the same as in weight loss when Andy says, "I haven't eaten anything since." since like noon on friday and he goes okay okay Okay. (laughs) he's the actually guy actually um the olympics started in blah 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 yeah but he's not really nerdy no just like he's just a little bit too cool for this Mm -hmm. as is ryan let's talk about ryan 
Ryan does something in this episode by throwing up his yogurt lid and like not being super impressed by his own victory. It's like there's a theme that I've always noticed about the office is that in these early seasons, Ryan has like one of his biggest character traits is not being childish. You see it like several times, like other than maybe the ice cream sandwich one, I can see maybe it's like regular ice cream sandwiches to be kitty, but like he'll talk about um, like when they do the bird funeral, his like fish died or whatever. And he like keeps trying to like indicate how he's like grown up mm-hmm. basically because mm-hmm. he's the youngest, most baby faced one of all. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's definitely doing that here where it's like, okay, I'll participate. I got a thing. I don't know. He's the only one that's really concerned with being cool still. Yeah, and he doesn't want to be part of the office clique. Like, he doesn't mm-hmm. want to, like, doesn't have a, be a thing. Guy, yeah. yeah, he doesn't want to be a guy. Right. And, like, he wants to make sure that everyone knows that if he wanted to leave, he could leave in, like, 15 minutes because he doesn't really even have anything at his desk. Mm-hmm. And... Although I do agree with him to some extent. I don't know about the bird funeral, but for this specific instance, I always get annoyed when people have those trophies that they won in like seventh grade from like winning a volleyball tournament. I'm like, how long are you going to keep this before? Like, you just have to get rid of it. So, oh well, I don't want to be defensive, but are you saying that because of my trophies here on the table? I mean, you just have so many dundies and I'm like, I don't know why you have these because you didn't. No one gave them to you. Did you get them yourself? No, I participated in tennis. I don't know if Donald I. Donald Trump just gave agree himself an A plus for his first year in office. I think I can so, have a participation. Yeah, I guess you're right. Award. That like allows a lot. Yeah, our standard has been set really low. Yeah, well, but like, during this time, this one says number one Girl Scout. I think I got it at the thrift store though. Yeah, you probably did. <laughs> <laughs> you had was- to get it. It was like. Someone else was going to take it, it if was you like didn't. Tw- it was like 75 cents. Because I put it at the thrift store. Really? Yeah. You're the number one Girl Scout? Yes. I actually was the original number one Girl Scout, and then you took it. I thought that was Ruth Bader, Bader Ginsburg. Ginsburg. <laughs> she was number one Girl Scout, Dude, I think. the notorious RBG. My fave. Who's that? Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh. The notorious I've never RBG. heard of her. <laughs> Okay, well, you don't deserve the trophy then. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so Ryan, you know, he does say, like, I could throw it away right now or I could wait a month. I have this conversation sometimes with people with, like, with like uh, cards people send you. Where it's like, how long do you keep it? And it's... Uh, Out of respect, it's more than 24 hours. Yeah, like, that's you can't throw it away on your way to your desk. Yeah, like, that's kind of rude, but... Jim, you notice how, like, they zoom in on the fact that Jim is putting it right on his computer where he can see it Mm. all the time. He's remembering the time that he cared. Is it, like, sad, you know? It's kind of sad. It's cool that he's going to end up with her, but imagine that he doesn't. It's kind of sad. I mean, because that's, like, he's clinging on to this, like, yogurt thing, like, She's obviously such a dairy queen. She's eaten like 20 yogurts just mm-hmm. for this one event. And then he's like just holding on to one. It's a little pathetic. A little pathetic. You heard it here first. <laughs> 10 years later. <laughs> you heard it here first 10 years later. That's, that's our, the cutting that's edge our... commentary we provide here. <laughs> I think, yeah, he uh, he's keeping this. Like later on, he's he's kept you know, hot sauce packets and stuff like that. 
at what point do you like cross the line and it's like you know it's like oh here's that golf pencil and at, at some point where you know you're like whoa um, I, I remember creepy. one time you were cutting your fingernails and here's one of them <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's like when he says that he bought the ring like after their second date mm-hmm. it's how, not a good look depends on how much it was maybe he does that every time he dates someone <laughs> the second day though yeah I don't know, dude. It's just a little. It's a little over the top. Oh, okay. Wow. I didn't realize you were such a, a, a gym Scrooge. <laughs> Wait, you're the one that brought me down on this. Oh my gosh, you're right. We can't talk so much. Don't you? No. Phyllis is uh, coming alive. I like it. And me too. Bringing the Angela cat thing, and her kind of producer. Has she talked about her cats yet? No. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. If she has, if she hasn't, that's a big moment because it's one of her main character traits is her cat loving. And, you know, it's interesting. Like, they're still bringing up pretty basic character things at this point. They revealed in this episode that Kevin's fat because of the M&M's. That's the thing that they like to bring up a lot. Yeah, they do. And they'll get dumber and dumber. But right now he's not that dumb. No. Is he dumb at all, actually, at this point? Or is he just like a normal guy? I mean, I guess like saying that putting as many M&Ms in your mouth isn't this. Uh, I, I remember Stephen Hawking didn't say that. And also he like went up to Pam and said, um, Katie's hotter than you. Like, Prettier that was, than you. Yeah. Like that was the start of it. Yeah. So you never expect you're the murderer. Do you think that Michael is the murderer in this episode? Or Jim? No. Yeah, I think neither. No murderers. No. Everyone... Who's the murder victim in this one? Maybe Michael. Murdered by capitalism. Yeah. Murdered by soulless cookie cutter HOA. Suburbia. Yeah. And like trapped by his uh, real estate agent. $7,000 if he walks away right now. So I think the problem mm-hmm. is that Michael was a little bit too proud. Mm-hmm. He should have gotten Dwight on board for this house buying thing earlier. He says he calls Dwight kind of an idiot. I'm not saying he's the murderer, but he calls Dwight kind of an idiot. Dwight owns property. He's had a mortgage. He knows what a mortgage is. He knows what a carpenter ant is. He knows some things about the structural integrity of houses and stuff like that. And he didn't even want him involved right then. The only reason he's having these second thoughts is because Dwight's pointing out things. But he's not being, well, I guess Dwight shouldn't be pointing those things out because it's already too late. But if Michael had just wanted to get a little input from Dwight beforehand, he probably wouldn't have bought this condo. Yeah, that's true. Because he really did want to back out. And after he closes, he looks sad. Even after the after the um, meal, when he's like in his office, he just like puts his hands or his head down, you know? Yeah, it's and expensive. I think that um, this condo is just, I don't know, you could spend his money so much smarter, you know? It just doesn't seem like a solid piece of property to to invest in yeah i mean i do think michael's maybe a condo person but yeah some of these things he should have thought about yeah but as far as a murderer no he's not he's his own murderer he kind of suicide yeah that's what i was gonna say yeah Yeah. if i mean if we had to pick someone i mean there's no one's literally dying in any of these episodes so and i think jim I think he is actually the opposite of a murderer. He's like like injecting life into the office mm-hmm. and like getting everybody involved. He's really excited. He's like 
um, getting into the whole, like, really excited about having Pam involved mm-hmm. and having everyone involved in all these office games. He's and he's asking, he's, like, crowdsourcing, like, who, like, what games do you guys like to play? That's true. He's not, like, driving everything. Yeah, and him he's, and- like, inspirational, like, and just, like, getting inspired by everybody. That's cool. And him and Pam are a good team on this mm-hmm. one. But you're right. Most of the games, it seems like, are coming from other people. And mm-hmm. honestly, none of those games seem that fun to me. Yeah. And the ones that Jim learns about first, Hate Ball and Dunder Ball, are not even a part of the Office Olympics, it seems like. Maybe maybe they are, because the, the Office Olympics seem like go all day, so maybe they're playing like a game every 20 minutes or something. Yeah. No one's working. It seems like a lot, a whole like marathon of games. Yeah. It's just... Time's a little tight. Like it, it, the, I think they could have put in some more of that house stuff. But if they cut out too much of the Office Olympics stuff, it wouldn't even seem like the Olympics. It'd yeah. Just be like, what, you played two games? Well, and I mean, if they wanted to make the Olympics longer, they should have just involved Michael. It might have ruined it, but you could have had it gone on longer. Yeah, like Michael would crack down on this. Yeah. As long he as he got never... to be the MC or something, yeah. he would have been fine. Or get the gold medal at the end. Which he did. I know. And I really loved how he teared up at the end. That was like a moment where I was like, yeah, he's definitely not the murderer. He's like, he like doesn't even really care about, I mean, he is so self-absorbed that he doesn't care like what the actual medal ceremony is about. Yeah. But he can feel the love. What? I don't understand why he asked about why they're playing the national anthem. During the medal ceremony. Because you're kind of just in America. And it's like, all right. But like, wouldn't you be like, why are we having a medal ceremony first? What I do like is the... He won the... Or because he bought the condo. Yeah. He's well, like, okay. What the hell are those? Those are the doves. Yeah. And he's like, all right. Okay. <laughs> it's like really easy to comfort him. To like get him to go along with it. Just be like, oh, yeah. It's, it's fine. Don't yeah. worry about it. Okay. I'll just tear up a little. He, uh, yeah, and he's feeling that way because of the way everyone else in the office is acting. They're, like, looking with pride for some reason at him. Mm -hmm. I don't want to take anything away from the episode, but I don't know that that's that, if that's very true, you know? What? Even even the people that had fun playing these games wouldn't be, like, beaming at Michael during the medal ceremony, who wasn't even, like, there, you know? Yeah, I think everyone's just, like... past five. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Everyone's just caught up in the moment, and they've been, like, like hanging out together all day and having a great day. And so they're like, yeah, here we go. Mm-hmm. Let's just honor him for what he did Um, that was very, you know, business-oriented because bosses need a place to live. Yeah. It's a little surprising in the uh, Jim-Pam thing that Jim is leading it so much. Pam's doing a lot of work, but she still seems very much like a follower like she's like waiting for a cue for him like to bring in flonkerton or to even like do the closing ceremonies and stuff like that yeah i don't know why she doesn't have the clout that she can just kind of be like we're doing this or yeah she's definitely um letting him take the lead which i think she likes she really likes jim in this one mm-hmm. she really does yeah. she likes she to see the great him, things like... about jim yeah she likes seeing him excited about something she does like seeing him excited, mm-hmm. and he likes seeing her all the time. He likes seeing her excited about him being excited. Yeah, 
their their thing has gotten like more like undeniable mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. At this when you see episodes like this, when he like tries to confess his love and stuff at the end of the season. It makes sense. Yeah, it does because it would be weird for if him to be didn't. like staring at her yeah. during those speeches. And she like doesn't seem uncomfortable at it at all. It's not like he's like missing a signal where she but it would be weird if someone stared at you like that when they were giving a speech to like a group of people. And she knows it too because so far we've had like her mom come in and say, oh, which one's Jim? Mm-hmm. And then we've had Angela pick up on it too. Like, right. you know, noticing those things. And like, so obviously Pam is thinking about it. When Angela says that, then the next time when they talk, she seems really excited. But then she sees Angela doing that. Mark making a mark but that doesn't seem to really affect her whereas no. there are other times like in the jilly's episode where the she sees the camera there when the the dundies and then like when they do like the tour of jim's house later where like there's things where if someone thinks that they're closer then she mm-hmm. kind of like moves away from it mm-hmm. or you know and she's not really doing that in this one it's probably because no. roy didn't stop by it's probably what because roy didn't stop by yeah and it's also because it seems so petty like in um the episode with at jim's party originally pam thinks that you know there's some romance going on between angela and dwight Mm -hmm. and then once it gets turned around on her you know pam or who is it phyllis phyllis yeah is automatically thinks it's um jim and pam and so she is like but anyway she doesn't really care that angela's saying that because she's like whatever right and angela's judgy wudgy yeah yeah so i guess that's it for jim and pam yeah but they really just get closer during this episode and there's Mm -hmm. nothing to stop them Mm yeah okay well i said we weren't going to do the av club reviews anymore because they're retroactive but it says that in the time, Office Olympics received mostly positive reviews. Uh, Michael Scaramucci. <laughs> no. Michael <laughs> Scianamia of TV Squad wrote that the office has turned the corner into separating itself from the British version. And he said, although Michael still garners the most attention, the other characters are beginning to break out. His only criticism of the episode was that Dwight is too creepy. <laughs> and he suggested the writers tone down the insanity a bit. So it doesn't get toned down at all. It gets toned up. Yeah. I think it was I think it is turning a corner from the British office. Like everyone's kind of finding their groove, you know, it's still early season 2. Mhm. And um there's a lot of dynamics that are being set up. There's a lot of things like character traits like question. Yeah. that yeah. are being set up that are really cool. And um, Moe's and the beet farm. Yeah. So, I would like the insanity toned up just a little bit. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a really good episode for Dwight because it's not mm-hmm. about him. Mm-hmm. But he gets to say like every other line because yeah. it's him and Michael. And yeah. so, you get a lot about him and a lot about Michael's psyche. And... and I think the best way to learn about Michael and Dwight is having Michael and Dwight together. Mm-hmm. Because they play off each other so well. Like, when Dwight is interacting with jim it just seems like really like uh like subordinate in a way mm-hmm. and like with um michael and 
Dwight, it just seems like there's a back and forth that is really even because when you have those like cutaways with the documentary crew interviewing Dwight, he'll tell you what's up. Like he won't, he won't hold back and say, you know, he'll say what he's thinking about Michael and those looks that he gives the camera. Yeah. Yeah. He (laughs) is definitely putting his personality out there. It's funny because he's there to help, but it's too late to help. Yeah, and he so kind of like, knows that. Oh, cool, like, carpenter ants. Yeah, we'll be here waiting for you. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> after he's like giving him all these doubts. And he has no qualms about the $7,000 that Michael might lose. He doesn't yeah, yeah. really care. He's just like, well, like this is your this is your coffin. You have to lay in it. <laughs> I don't know how much condos are, but 7000 I don't know. It might be better to just like get rid of the 7000 <laughs> if, if it's like you're buying the whole place. But. Uh, yeah, oh well. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's season two. It's getting more of itself. We're getting all those character traits. Episode like this is pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Let's review it. Oh, yeah, let's let's review it. Let's give it oh, a rating. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. This is so hard for me because I always want to give it Alfredo's Pizza Cafe because I feel like it's a solid episode. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it Beach Day. Okay, beach day is uh, five, five out, out of six s- or maybe seven. It's five. five it's five seven. out of something for sure. Five. It's a solid five. Yeah. Um, I will give it. I think I'll give it Alfredo's Pizza Cafe. Even though I've been talking it up a lot, for me, even though I like the characters being introduced, I really like the Michael plot more than the me office. Too. Really? I do. Yeah, I really think that. We get a lot more from that. Like, we get, like, an off-site, you know, it's not in the office. It's Michael and Dwight, the two, like, driving characters, and they're interacting with each other. And then we get Carol, too. So that's why I give it Beach Days, is because of the subplot. Yeah. I I think that that plot, it's called Office Olympics. Mm -hmm. It's not called, like, condo buying. But if it were, I'd probably like the episode... I might have watched it more because I, I no. often forget that that's it's such a big part of this episode. But I still wish it were more of the episode because even though they're having fun during the Office Olympics, and I can tell that by people smiling, I, I don't have as much fun watching it as they are having doing it. And there are some things about it that just that kind of rub me the wrong way in really subtle ways, like the ceremony and just like the attention that Jim is hogging in order to do it. That I don't, I don't know. I don't get the feeling that they're actually having as much fun as it seems like they are. It's just more like a like an okay distraction. Um, I I just wish that the other plot could have been given more because because it's such a big moment and you get to like you get so much further into the psyche of of Michael. Like I said, yeah, there's so many good moments. I think the only real moment I remember from the Office Olympics plot. Um, is the Flonkerton. Mm-hmm. And then other than that, I don't ever really reference any of it. Right. But from the condo perspective, I would probably go back to that a lot. Yeah. Um, just, you know, the carpenter ants, like the the um, anxiety around, you know, making a commitment. And that thing at the beginning and... you said where he thinks it's the wrong unit. Yeah. That's so funny. That is so funny. Like that's that great. that's a classic. And a lot of the deleted scenes are from that. And I I don't know, I wish we could have got that a little yeah. bit more fleshed out. Like 
Get rid of the elevator bet. Get mm-hmm. rid of the M&Ms even. I don't really care about that. And put in those deleted scenes. Right. Yeah. Missed opportunities. So it's a good episode. I mean, compared to the last. Five out know. of seven. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Not bad. So um, let's give out our Dundee and then get the hell out of here. All right. Dundee's. It's about the best in every one of us. I will give my Dundee to Dwight. Okay. For being a great advocate. Mm-hmm. He knows what's he up. He actually wasn't that good of an advocate. <gasps> uh, well, but like I said, if he'd been there before. He has cool shades. Yeah. I think that if he would have been there before, he would have been a really good advocate. He just wasn't given that um, full opportunity. I mean, the contracts are drawn up. He's still so honest, though. You know? Yeah. He's honest about the whole thing, so. He can't lie. Oh, I had one more question. Why did he have to pay off the beet farm that his grandfather gave him? Maybe he was in a lot of debt. Okay. From. 15-year mortgage on that. Like, trying to afford the irrigation mm-hmm. for the beets? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how beets are as a crop. So Dwight's getting it, though? Getting what? Oh, the Dundee? The Dundee. Yeah. I'm going to give mine to, um, hmm. I'm going to give it to Carol. Oh, Carol. She made that sweet commish. Yeah. And she stood her ground mm-hmm. on Michael's ridiculous questions about it being the wrong unit and mm-hmm. whatnot. And, and and she like clearly defined what Bill was saying about it being a an accepting neighborhood by saying it's gay friendly yeah no innuendo for her yeah she says what she thinks she's straight to the point Um, plus she's a single mom um yeah or maybe maybe not at this point but (laughs) uh yeah i don't know she did a good job i almost gave it to pam but yeah i don't know pam's kind of passive i would give it to carol over pam okay cool I support your decision. I'm going to be a good advocate. like, Or maybe to Ryan for getting up so early. To get a sausage, <laughs> egg, and nothing. cheese. I know. No, I'm giving it to Carol. But like, Michael, couldn't you just go there on the way to work? It's really abusive that he did that. I to know. his intern. And he said, come in for something important and bring me this. And then he came there and he's like, So what did I, what did I come in early for? And usually um, when I'm about five minutes late to work, I'm like, ah, I'm already five minutes late. I guess I could stop and pick Tom. <laughs> Just be 15 minutes late. Like, what's the big deal? It's just like to know that you came in early to get him this crappy sandwich. And then he's going to throw half of it away for the carbs. I love how (laughs) later on, remember when he gets like all of the numbers for single ladies and one of them is for Wendy, Uh, the hot juicy redhead. Yep. So he loves McDonald's and Wendy's. I wonder if he likes Taco Bell. Probably. I wonder if he likes... Burger King. Burger. Kidoba's not even a national chain. Really? Yeah. Is Taco Time? I've never heard of that. So, no. What, Taco John? Oh, yeah, I know Taco John. What about Del Taco? I've heard of Del Taco. Del Taco's good. Anyway, I think we did it. (sighs) We both get silver medals in the Office Olympics. Don't turn it over, okay? Because it's also silver on that side. Exactly. Oh, (laughs) should we get bronze? That way we could. Yeah, that way we can. If we're having a bad day, it's bronze. If we're having a good day, it's gold. Okay. Good job. 
Good job harmonizing. Uh, what's the quote? Jim, I believe they call it Flonkerton. Thank you, delegate from Iceland. Hooray! <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was long. Yeah. Also, it's not common sense because, like, you're not going to date someone in your development exclusively. Like, yeah. like you would hopefully date someone outside of your development. You know what they say? Know. Don't in your condo. Exactly. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Where you don't. <laughs> Unless yeah. it's in the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Just look at. And then you have toilet paper readily available. Yep. And and you shouldn't date the toilet. What? <laughs> <laughs> Bad analogy. <laughs> 